Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. This episode is brought to you by AFCO. Family owned and operated, AFCO fishing apparel and tackle are designed to handle the harshest elements and help you weather any day on the water. From cold tournament mornings to the humid summers in Florida, our products are built to handle the extreme. We are proud to hear customer stories about the 20 plus year life cycle of the AFCO products. Visit AFCO.com. That's AFTCO.com for on the water performance gear. And brought to you by Fish Bites, ready to go when you are, regardless of when you're ready to go fishing. This bait stays on the hook and the fish stay on the bait. Check them out, fishbites.com. And also brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. Since 1989, Southeastern Pond Management has been a leader in pond and lake management services. If you own a pond or a lake anywhere in the Southeast, Southeastern Pond Management can evaluate the health of your pond and then work with you individually to put together the right plan to get what you want out of your body of water. Through electrofishing, liming, fertilizing, and weed control, Southeastern Pond Management is the one-stop shop to help you produce more healthy, trophy fish than ever before and if you're interested in building a new pond or lake give these guys a call to help evaluate your land and design the best possible body of water for you if you're anywhere in the southeast schedule an obligation free consulting with one of their biologists by calling 1-888-830-POND or check them out on sepond.com What's up, guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brian Sand. Hope you guys are having a great week, had a great weekend. Finally got some rain that's moved in here, and we needed it. I say we needed it. I was kind of enjoying not cutting my grass because it was all about to die. But uh, we did need the rain, and it's going to cool things off, cool the water off a little bit. So uh, I'm even going to try to get out myself and try to see how that's affecting the fishing. Hopefully, it's going to be in a good way but we'll find out. But what a great show we have lined up for y'all today. Uh, Man, we're going to get educated today, and uh, we've got some great callers. And first off, we got an Elite Series guy on here. We've had him before, and just love having Brandon Lester on. So, Brandon, what's going on, buddy? Man, I'm just hanging out. How are y'all doing today? And we're doing good, brother. We're doing good. We appreciate you joining us for the show. Absolutely, man. Good to be back. It's It's been a little while, but uh, hopefully we can drop some knowledge here today. That's right. Well, a lot of, a lot of good things have, have happened since we were on the show. I mean, you've had a, you continuing to do good and catch fish and, and uh, man, what are you in the points right now? Man, I'm fifth in points right now. It's, it's been an incredible year so far. You know, I started out the year with a win down at the, the first Southern Open of the year down on the Kissimmee chain. And you hear about momentum in fishing, you know, especially competitive fishing so much. And I mean, I've, I've kind of been able to just keep that ball rolling. I've been at a place where I've been making good decisions on the water and just kind of doing things my way. And I'm fifth in points on the elite series right now. So it's, it's going good. You know, that's so cool. The, the, the cool thing about your sport and lots of other professional sports, you know, if you're playing golf, you start on the tee box and you got to get to the green um, and it's mapped out for you. If you're playing baseball, you got to get from first from home plate to first base all the way around to home. You know where you have to go. 
you know that you got to hit the ball to pitcher's throw or catch a ball that the guy hit to the outfield. It's a determined thing that you have to do. And, of course, these guys are at the top of their game and they're the best in the world at doing what they do. But it's a totally different deal with you guys. Y'all got to – I mean, you're sitting out there sometimes probably scratching your head going, do I go left or do I go right? Do I go deep or do I go shallow? Am I fishing grass or am I fishing a drop-off? And there's nobody – there's no playbook. Right. That's exactly right. I mean, you're, you're exactly right. And I think that's what's so intriguing and what, what draws us to fishing so much is every day is totally different. You know, today it might be cloudy and rainy. Tomorrow it might be sunny. You know, I get three days of practice for the Elite Series, and I, I can find all the fish in the world. But when I go back, if I'm not able to adjust and catch them the way that the conditions are at that particular time during the tournament, uh, very rarely, you know, you, you hear, I've heard all my life, you talk to tournament guys and they'll say, man, I went back during the tournament and the fish, they were just, they just weren't there. They were just gone. They're just gone. And honestly, honestly, rarely does that ever happen. I have learned that most of the time it's not that the fish were gone. They were probably still there. You probably just didn't pick up on that little key. Maybe it's a bait change. Maybe they've slid out just a little bit deeper. Maybe they slid up there just a little bit shallower. But typically there's there's a little something, you know, and, and you kind of learn through trial and error over the years. Sometimes they do just leave, you know, listen, they're fish. And sometimes they do things that are that we don't understand. But most of the time they're still there. You just got to figure out how to catch them that particular day. But I think that's what that's what keeps us coming back for more, man. Yeah. So you're getting ready to um, – you're headed into Alabama on Monday, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll start practice. Actually, we're going out of Counts, Tennessee, but obviously, you know, Pickwick Lake is a big part of it's in Alabama, some of it's in Mississippi. But, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that one, especially this time of the year. This is the first time that I know of that we've had an Elite Series event on Pickwick Lake during the summertime you know first week of june if i was if i was going to map out a time to have a tournament on pickwick that's probably the week of the year that i would pick because i i suspect i don't think it's any secret that most of the fish are going to be done spawning moving out to the creek channel ledges river channel ledges and i i totally expect it to be a slugfest man i really do yeah i, I expect the same thing i think it's gonna be a great time of year to to have that tournament there and i, I mean I, I think we're gonna see some pretty good bags come out some pretty good weights Gonna be a lot of fish caught uh but the fishing's been the fishing's been good um and yeah. it's and it's you know even through this transition time between some spawning and some coming off and but like you said now i think it's uh, I think the, the spawn is, is done for the most part, and, and the water temperature is kind of stabled a little bit, warmed up and stabled, and, and, and it's, like you said, it probably ain't going to be no secret to where the fish are going to be. So when you come into Pickwick and talking just a little while ago about how, how things change and, and you got a game plan, but they might can change. But so you, you come into Pickwick, you know that you kind of know what your strategy is and, and what you're looking for. How do you approach your practice days? Are you are you just riding, looking at your imaging, looking over areas that you have found on the map or a graph or talking to somebody about and going, all right, I'm going to ride and see if there's fish stacked up on this point or this ledge. Pickwick's a big lake and a lot, a lot of guys going to be fishing it. So kind of how do you go about selecting the area that you're going to fish? 
Yeah, it all just depends on the, the body of water and the time of year, you know. But obviously, being from this area, I already know that it's the vast majority of these fish are going to be caught out off the bank on, you know, what we call offshore ledges. And, and when we say ledge fishing, it could be a hump, it could be the edge of a channel, it could be a big long point that sticks out in the water. Lots of different things that we call quote unquote ledges. But Knowing that, I mean, that's how I'm going to fish this tournament because I'm comfortable fishing that way. There will be guys that try to fish this tournament up shallow, and I'm not saying they're not going to catch them. There will be some shallow fish on Pickwick. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what stage the grass is in, but I, if if the grass is starting to grow back and looking healthy, I'm not saying it can't be one out of grass. But I know for me, I'm going to spend most of my time fishing ledges and things like that. So with that in mind, when I get there, Honestly, I will spend probably 75% of my practice over the course of three days sitting behind the wheel in my Phoenix boat staring at my Lowrance electronics, uh, just looking for schools of fish, as many schools of fish as I can find. The more, the better. And what you're looking for these days in ledge fishing, because we all have the same side scan, down scan, forward-facing sonar. I've got active target on my boat. You know, we've got the best maps. I run sea maps. You know, there's guys that have other maps. There there aren't any secrets on any of these lakes anymore, but you're uh-huh. looking for that little school. You're looking for that little school that maybe everybody else didn't find. Maybe you've only got to share that little spot with one or two other guys instead of 15 or 20 other guys. That's what you're looking for. That's how you get by in a ledge fishing tournament, um, I feel like. So that's how I'll spend the majority of my time. And I know it sounds crazy, but in a say i'm out there in a 10-hour practice day i bet you i won't make 20 or 30 casts all day i'm literally going to spend probably 10 hours just staring at my graph just trying to find as many schools of fish as i can you just find a school mark it go to a next one mm-hmm. mark it go to a next yep. one and then you kind of go back and you can look at them and yeah snapshot them and see which ones yep. that look the look the best and have the most fish on it the biggest fish on it so you mentioned the lorance active target and the size scan do you kind of and, and, and we talked about this on the show a little bit last week. Is there a reason? I mean, I have people call me all the time and they're like, Brian, should I get a ranch? There's so many options. There's Garmin, there's a ranch, there's all these different ones. Why do you pick Lawrence? I pick Lawrence because they're what I have confidence in. And that's what I tell people. I get that question a lot as well. And I tell people, choose whatever brand that you know and that you're confident in. I feel like my Lawrence's are very user-friendly. And to be honest with you, I, I don't play around with a lot of different settings and stuff. I pretty much set mine up at the, at the beginning of the year, and I don't mess with them a whole, whole lot. I run my, my side scan on 100 feet on either side. I run my down scan. You know, I've got my settings dialed in on my down scan. And, I mean, when I get up front, I've got my active target settings dialed in, but I'm not. I'm not a guy that plays with settings a whole awful lot, but I just know my way around on my Lawrence's. If I do need to play with something, I know how to do it. And that's why I choose them. I, I feel like Lawrence is the best down imaging out there. I, I truly believe that um, when I idle over a school of fish, I can count how many of them are down there. I absolutely can. That's I cool. feel like Lawrence is, is ahead of the game on that. I'm loving my active target. I've had it for about a year and a half now, and I'm absolutely loving it. I've caught a bunch of fish off active target. And they're just, at the end of the day, yes, they're a sponsor of mine, but they're also what I have confidence in. 
Yeah. If you don't, yeah. And, and, and that's right. And I like the way you put that, uh, you know, because I, I, you know, you don't want people, right. you know, our listeners are like, well, of course they're a sponsor. So he's going to say that, but look, man, your fish, this is the way you make your living and exactly. you're going to use the product that you have the most confidence in. And if they choose to be your sponsor, great. That's exactly right. If I thought I was missing something, yeah. I promise you, I would go get whatever it was. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I've got to have the best of the best to keep up. I mean, I do. And I feel like my Lawrence's give me what I need. And that's awesome. That's good stuff. Let's talk more about, about Pickwick and, and, and the fish in the deep water fishing, or whether it's a hump or a ledge or whatever. You know, I know we're kind of getting to this time of year when we're talking about these fish are moving out. I know you're a drop shot guy. I, I, I know you, you, you fish that rig a lot. Uh, is that something that will come into play a, a little bit? And I mean, I just, even if, and look, we ain't got to talk about, we, we ain't got to say too much before the tournament, right? On what you're going to use to fish right. with. Uh, some things need to be secrets before you get there. But, <laughs> you know, I do want you to, to kind of, drop shot's been around a while. There's also things yeah. that have come along this improved drop shot. I talked to somebody the other day, fishes was fishing drop shot on the edge of grass beds. I'd never heard anybody mm-hmm. doing that before. So let's talk drop shot. Yeah, a drop a drop shot has evolved a, a ton, I'd say in the last well, first of all, the drop shot kind of came from out west, you know, California, that area, and some of those guys like Aaron Martins you know, guys like that brought it back east and started kicking people's butts with it. So a lot of people took notice and, you know, taking it to Pickwick next week, it's no secret. When when those fish get beat up on those ledges and stuff, it's one of the best ways to catch them. But something I think a lot of people don't realize about a drop shot is it's a, it's a very, very versatile technique. I mean, I can fish it on six-pound line in the clearest of water for smallmouths up north. Or I can bump my leader line up to 12-pound line to give you a perfect example. I just left Lake Fork last week. The second day of the tournament, I caught a 7-3 on a drop shot up shallow off of a stump in about two foot of water. And I had 10-pound braid with a 12-pound leader. I just stepped up my leader a little bit because I was on Lake Fork, one of the best big bass lakes in the country. And Mm. that's just a great way to get bites. You know, so you you just take that drop shot. And you, I've used anything from a one eight to a three sixteenths ounce weight, all the way up to a half or even a three quarter ounce weight if you're in heavy current. But you just, you know, you take the conditions and the water conditions that you're faced with, and you can do a ton of different things with a drop shot, man. See, you, uh, and it would, it would it, never even cross my mind. Yep. And it should, but it would never cross my mind to throw to to have thrown a drop shot in two foot of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't a lot of people, you know, but when it comes to getting bites, it's a bite getter. That's, That's true. what I love about it. If, if, I, if I'm needing to get bites, and look, a lot of our lakes are getting pressure these days. There's a lot of, mm. there's more people fishing these days than, you know, I've seen in my lifetime. And that's a dang good thing. That's, that's good a good for thing. Our industry. I mean, I'm, that's a real good thing. I want everybody to go fishing. But yeah, our lakes are pressured, and when you need a bite, a drop shot will get you a bite. Yeah, it it's will. a bite getter, no doubt about it, and 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 it's something that 
I think so many of us, I know for me and, and probably a lot of our, our listeners, you, we just have it in our head that it's a deep water or, or, or a ledge fishing technique, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be just that. So it's really cool to hear you talking about catching seven pound fish in two foot of water on a drop shot. Do you, how do you, do you rig it different when you're fishing shallow water compared to when you're fishing deep ledges? I do. So when I'm fishing those deep ledges, I'm going to rig it with an open hook. Either I'm going to nose hook it or I'll actually just hook it in the middle, just wacky rig it a lot on my drop shot. And when I'm doing that, I use the Mustad Titan X Wacky Nico hook. I use the size number four is my favorite size because typically when I'm fishing those ledges, it's just a hard bottom deal. There's not anything down there for me to get hung on. Now, when I go up shallow or say I'm fishing brush piles or something, then I'll use the Mustad Grip Pin Edge, which is actually more like a more traditional style worm hook. And I actually Texas rig the worm on my drop shot. That way it's weedless and right. I can fish it around cover. Yeah. Is the reason for just hooking it through the head or through the middle of the body with the exposed hook, is that just so you get more makes it easier to catch the fish when you do get a bite get more yeah yeah I, just feel, I feel like you're more yeah i feel like you're more efficient same way with like a say a ned rig you know if i'm if i'm fishing on a clean bottom then i'm gonna fish it with an open hook right but you know if i'm trying to fish it through brush or something then i may use something where i can uh, get that hook back into that bait so you can pull it through cover it's it's just it's all about efficiency is, is really what it's all about there Right, right, right. How, how long a leader do you prefer? I'm going to say typically, and I don't vary from this much, 12 to 14 inches is what I usually use. The thing to keep in mind with leader is, the, the, I think the whole key with a drop shot, very rarely does a bass sit right down on the bottom. And I think the whole key with a drop shot is it that weight sitting down there on the bottom and you're sitting there shaking that worm. See, the, the key with a drop shot is you, you want to kind of shake the slack. You want the weight to sit on the bottom, and you're sitting there kind of wiggling the worm in the fish's face, and he's sitting just up off the bottom just a little bit. So he doesn't actually have to go down to eat that bait, and I think that's why a drop shot gets so many bites. Uh, I think that's a big key. But, yeah, the 12 to 14-inch leader, I don't, I don't vary from that too awful much. I have played around with some longer leaders at times. If I feel like they're sitting up higher up off the bottom, you know, if you look down at your graph and you're seeing a lot of fish sitting three feet off the bottom, hey, give it a try. I mean, I've, I have seen guys use long leaders like that, and I've seen that work. But typically for me, a 12 to 14-inch leader is about right. Yeah, and, and it's, um, it's interesting to hear the, you know, and there again, it's because I don't know what I'm doing. But, you know, when I fish drop shots and, and, and I'm sitting here picturing, well, as you're talking about how you're fishing that drop shot, I'm picturing what that worm or whatever you got on, you know, however you got it rigged, what it's doing. You know, you got the weight on the bottom, got the worm or whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever you're fishing with floating above the water. And I have always just, it's been more of a drop your rod tip and raise it, reel back down, drop it. It's just a drag. Dragging along the bottom is the way I've done it. But I'm picturing 
this in my mind as you're talking about it. You got this weight on the bottom and you got this thing just kind of dangling, floating up there. And when you're jerking that weight, just twitching it and not really even pulling it very far, that worm just sitting there darting back and forth a little bit and, that, and he can't stand it. He's got to bite it. That's exactly, that's exactly right. That's exactly uh, that, what you want it to do. Yeah. That's some dang good info. Yeah. Yeah, See, I've, man, that's I've why we had this show. Guys. I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I, that's pretty important with a crop shot as well. You know, I've, I've seen guys, and I'm not saying you won't catch a few doing it like you're talking about, or or if you just if you hold your line too tight, then you're not getting that action out of the bait. You want to have a little bit of slack in that line. That way the weight can just sit in place, and that worm can just sit there and, and do its thing because that, that looks natural. Right. That looks like it. there are there are worms in the water. You know, there's helgramites and earthworms, and and that that looks natural to a fish. Yeah, that's hard to resist for them, right? It looks natural. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and there again, this is I grew up fishing, started fishing, you know, Carolina rig drop shot, and before I really, I don't know, is had the electronics that we have now, and. So a lot of the times I was fishing, I didn't know if it's fish there or not. So I was probably fishing it way too fast and just got that in my mind as the way to do it. But yeah, with the electronics that you got now, you know, your own fish. Right. So you, yeah. And, and that's another thing about a drop shot to keep in mind as well. It's a very good bait when you know there are fish around. It's a good target oriented bait, whether it be a bridge column, a brush pile, a school of fish, it's it's very good for targeting specific spots. It's not the greatest bait for covering a ton of water. Right. It, it's it's a good bait for fishing a target or getting you a bite when you know there's a fish there. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, what about what kind of what kind of weight are you using? You mentioned some different sizes. Does it does the size yeah. of the type of weight matter as much? For years, I just used an old lead weight. To be honest with you, but the last couple of years, Mustad has got into the weight business as well, and now I'm using their tungsten weights. And man, I gotta tell you, I'm I'm liking them a lot. You know, like I said earlier, I throw my drop shot rigs on braid with a fluorocarbon leader, and that tungsten, man, it just gives you such good feel. I mean, I can I can feel if I'm on hard bottom, if I'm on gravel, if I'm on bigger rock, if I'm on shale. So I'm liking that that uh, Mustad Titanex tungsten. Um, they actually make three different styles of drop shot weights as well. They make a, a round one, they make a bell shape, and then they make a cylinder shape. And my favorite is the cylinder shape. That's my favorite all around. I feel like it comes through cover better, and it's just that's the one I use most of the time. But that bell shape weight is pretty good as well. I'm not a big fan of the round drop shot weight just because I find that it gets hung up more often just mm-hmm. because of the shape of it. But there may be somebody out there that loves it. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm just telling you what I like. But I, I do like those. And when it comes to picking your size, just, you know, it, it depends on the depth of water and the amount of wind, the amount of current. You know, they make anything from an eighth all the way up to a, a half or maybe even a three-quarter in some sizes. So just, you know, pick your weight accordingly. Um, I would say next week at Pickwick, I'll probably be using a 3.8 ounce a lot, you know, out on those 15 to 25 foot ledges. But obviously, like I was saying last week at Lake Fort, when I'm fishing up shallow, a 3.16 is my favorite size. What What is it about the tungsten that gives you better feel? It's it's harder than lead. metal than, yeah. than lead. You know, lead is just real soft. 
and uh, tungsten's a lot harder, um, and it just it just it transmits that that feel a lot better. Man, that's good stuff. That's good info. Yep. I've had some people ask me this over over the last couple of years, and I think there's some 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 confusion sometimes with some people. And a lot of us don't get to fish all the time. So we're learning, right? And that's what this show is all about mm-hmm. is learning. And so there's, there's sometimes I think a, a some, some confusion between a Carolina rig and a drop shot, you know, both of them, you have leaders, you have weights, kind of just give a brief explanation maybe of the difference and how they're, how they're set up and rigged up. Yeah. So basically they're, they're complete opposites. Um, a Carolina rig, you basically have a weight and then a bead typically, and then a swivel. And then usually about a three to four foot leader. I'll say two to four foot because some people like a shorter leader. And then you have your bait. So, you know, coming down your line from your rod, you'll get to the weight part first and then the bait will be out on the end. Now with a drop shot, it's complete opposite. You come down off your rod tip down the line you'll get to the bait first and then you have a, a leader dropping down off of the bait coming down to your weight to where your weight is what's sitting on the bottom um, and your bait is up above it. Yeah. So that's basically, they're, they're sort of similar, but they're basically complete opposite. Complete opposite, right. A great yeah. explanation. Great explanation. Well, man, look, we appreciate you taking the time to call in. Man, I hope you enjoy your Memorial Day weekend and uh, – Man, good luck at Pickwick, man. Welcome back to Alabama, and uh, glad you glad you're gonna get the the fish fish local here, and and uh, I know you're gonna do well. Man, I appreciate it. You know, all anytime I'm on the Tennessee River, I I feel at home. You know, growing up in this area. Actually, I'm gonna go to Gunnersville tomorrow and, and do some fishing, and uh, just make sure I got everything dialed in. You know, and kind of. I guess Thanks. get ready, try to get my, try to get everything ready for Pickwick, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But oh, yeah, yeah. I hope everybody has a good Memorial Day and it's been good to talk to you again, buddy. Man, thank you so much for giving us some time, man. We, we really appreciate it. Grateful for, to you for your busy guide and, and uh, between fishing and family. So thank you for taking the time to join us today, brother. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. All right. See you. All right, guys, let's take just a couple minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. Killerdoc.com. Today, we're going to profile another common form of dock dysfunction, dirty dock. Have you ever cleaned up a nice mess of fish and then washed your wife's face in disgust when she sees your dirty dock as a result? It happens to all of us who are cleaning fish on old wooden fish cleaning tables that don't slope toward the water. You need dock enhancement. Killer Dock fish cleaning stations are marine-grade aluminum coated with a ceramic finish that makes cleaning your dirty dock a cinch. The scales and slime drain directly into the water through legs or through the slots. You choose the style. Check out the best fish cleaning stations known to mankind at KillerDock.com. And brought to you by MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. With durability and convenience in mind, MB Ranch King's maintenance-free blinds are built and constructed with high-grade steel and come in a variety of sizes to meet any hunter's needs. We also offer high-quality, easy-to-use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205 205- 
1-800-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. And brought to you by Photonist Defense. Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. The PD Pro Series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles built around the Photonist 16mm filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and our hybrid filmless 18mm image intensifier tubes. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16mm monocular, the PD Pro B 16mm binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. What a what a great first segment, man. Really appreciate these guys that are, you know, man, they're out there, they're out there hustling, fishing for a living, and got a lot of got a lot of people pulling them in a lot of different directions. So we always appreciate it when when they take the time to call and and just let us, man, let us get just some of their knowledge, right? And that's what this show is about is is learning what the fish are doing and how to catch them so we're 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 so grateful for all of our callers and speaking of grateful man we had an article come out this week guys that uh there are thousands there's thousands of podcasts that are done in the state of alabama and uh we just came in number nine most popular most listened to podcasts in the state of Alabama. Uh, so I was pretty, pretty honored to get in the top 10 there. And, uh, we got it. We got to get that in the top five for this next year and keep moving up. And, uh, thanks to all of our contributors that call in. I mean, cause that's what makes the show. It sure, sure has nothing to do with me. All I do is, is, is introduce the guest and let them start talking. And speaking of introducing guests, it's another guy I love to have on. He has come up through the ranks. He's, he's now fishing, tour events and and doing great and uh man love having jake maddox on here jake what's going on my friend what's going on brian how are you i'm good man i'm good and uh it's like i was talking about in the little intro right there man we just just appreciate all you guys that that just have so much knowledge that y'all are willing to share with our listeners i mean it's just it's just cool that y'all are willing to do that you know a lot of times in this bass world or how you you know Bass fishing doesn't seem to be as bad as like turkey hunting and deer hunting and things like that. Sometimes most of the time people are, are willing to at least give you some tips and some advice. Uh, but you guys usually are an open book, man. And, and it just, you know, our listeners learn so much and it's so valuable to have you guys on. So thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on the show so often. So yeah, I definitely appreciate it. And congratulations on the uh, top 10. Well, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. So, hey, speaking of congratulations, you you finna be in a new boat, ain't you? Yes, sir. I am. That's awesome, man. That's always sir, a fun thing. Be, uh, yes, sir. I'll be back in Phoenix, so I'm excited. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Got your boat sold? Anybody listening? If it ain't sold yet, Jake may have a boat for you. Yes, sir. It is. Uh, it is. I have not sold it yet. I've got a couple guys interested, but it has not sold yet. So. Um, if you're interested in a boat, when this podcast comes out, feel free to, you know, reach out to me. Uh, my Instagram is jmadmadd underscore fishing or find me on Facebook at just Jake Maddox or, or the Bass and Bros uh, uh, page. So now, just reach t- out what, to me. What kind, of boat, what kind of boat you got that you're selling right now? It's a 2011 Triton 20XS with a uh, 250 Yamaha show on it. 
good 10 stuff. foot power pole Humbert helix heck yeah all right if y'all need a boat man there it is right there i'm sure he'll give you a great deal well, let's talk fishing, buddy. So, Lane, you've been uh, you've been able to fish fishing around close to the house here a little bit lately. I know you're headed out to uh, you're headed to New York pretty soon, right? Yes, sir. I'm headed to uh, to Lake Oneida in Syracuse, New York. So it's it's going to be a, a fun one. We're about halfway through the Bassmaster Opens season, and I am currently in seventh in points. So nice. I have a legit. Yes, sir. I have a legitimate shot to make the Bassmaster Elite Series this year, you know, halfway through the season. So we still got a lot of work to do, but I'm, I'm happy where we're sitting right now. So All right, talk, talk to me a little bit about that. So you, you've got the obviously you've got the major league fishing. You've got the elite series fishing and the one what you're doing, you're, the series you're fishing. If you finish in the top, I mean, this is kind of the path to get to the elite series, right? Yes, sir. It's it's the path to get to the elite series. It's um basically so it's Bassmaster Opens and they have three divisions and three tournaments in each div- each division. Um, this year I was fortunate enough to fish all three divisions, fish all nine Bassmaster Opens, and um, by fishing all nines, it kind of ups your chances to uh, be able to make the elite series because they take top three from each division. So if you're fishing all nine, you just have a you know they take top nine top three overall of all nine tournaments they take top three from southern they take top three from northerns and top three from centrals so say they are i were to um say some guy would make it through the southern is say somebody was in top three overall but also was top three in a certain division like say the southern division that spot would go to the southern division and they would work down the list to uh uh, overall so I'm in seventh right now, and, you know, we've got a lot of work to do. I had one bad tournament at the James River, just had some, some issues with, you know, some motor problems, and then I had some I had six dead fish, unfortunately, which is never good. I hate killing fish, and, you know, I, I'm really big on fish care. I'm honestly not sure what happened happened there, but we got it figured out. I think now the guys at State Line Marine took care of me. So, you know, just glad to have all that behind us and, you know, can really look forward to, you know, you know, put the past in the past and just, you know, every, every day is a new day and just go fishing. So just um, go fishing, man. Well, hey, it sounds like you're sitting in a really good spot though. I mean, yeah, I mean, number seven and you're halfway through this, right. Halfway through the season. Yes, sir. So we, we fished four so far and we have five more. So, um, uh, you got, yes, man, sir. you ain't got, you ain't got to do, but a little bit better and you'll be, you'll be sitting in one of them top three spots. So you go, yes, go up there to uh, New York and, 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 and knock it out keep climbing and it's going to happen for you. I know that, but, um, man, let's talk, let's talk about the Coosa chain a little bit. Uh, I know you, Yeah. I mean, me and you both are Chelsea guys. I mean, we right here. That's right. right. We're right here close to, to the Coosa. I mean, we got Logan Martin 20, both of them about 20, 25 minutes away. So it doesn't take us long to get to either one of those. And I know you fished a little bit lately. So, uh, let's talk about lay to start with. Yeah, I fished lay the other day. I uh, I had an electronics trip with uh, a guy, and we we went out there and found some schools, got his units dialed in, and that's that's the main thing right now is is June is a time of year where you can really do a lot. Mainly, if you're going to win though, that brush pile, that ledge, that offshore schools, and those brim beds are the key to success this time of year. And really, if you pick one of those three things to do, 
then you'll be successful on the Coosa River for this time of year. First off, to talk about the ledges. That's just your traditional schools. Um, you know, look for anywhere that the current breaks, um, like a point, you know, a hump, a saddle, anything that will kick current in a certain direction and let those fish sit there to be able to feed. You know, if you're not familiar with ledge fishing, the Bassmaster Elite Series is going to the Tennessee River next week's Pickwick Lake, and they have live coverage for that. So if you want to learn about ledge fishing, I highly recommend watching the uh, Bassmaster Elite Series. Those are the best of the best guys in the world, and they're going to be, be ledge fishing this week, I'm sure of it, at, at uh, Pickwick no uh, doubt. next week. So um, I would definitely definitely watch that and, you know, take some of that knowledge and apply it to the Coosa River as well. You know, some of the baits I really like to throw this time of year on those ledges, I really like to start with a crankbait, you know, something like a DT-16 or a 6XD is, you know, that's really where I start, a 5XD. I really start with that, and then I also like to throw a, a swim bait and a hair jig in there, and um, then, you know, I have to clean up with the magnum shaggy head. Those are really my, you know, couple baits that I have tied on for ledge fishing this time of year. Good stuff, then, man. Um, yes, sir. Moving over to the brush piles. Brush piles is pretty simple. You just got to have either you sink them yourself or, you know, electronics are so good nowadays, you can just go scan. And um, you find these these brush piles. And um, I like to just find a zone of, you know, I like to just take a day and just scan as much as I can. I go shallow to deep. And then I have all these brush piles. And what I'll do is I'll have a couple different rods rigged up. One is a big worm, like a zoom old monster, you know, three-eighths ounce weight, peg, and I'll throw that in there first a lot of times. Also, I'll throw a crankbait or swim bait through them. So pretty much a lot of the same baits I throw in the ledges, I'll throw in the brush piles, and I'll just hit as many brush piles as I can and just play the high percentage game. And if I hit enough brush piles, I'll run across five great old big ones, hopefully. And then the brim bed deal, it's kind of cool because it's also – a shallow and deep deal it can happen in a foot of water and be something you visually see but you can also scan for them um, on side scan and find brim beds that way and i like to throw just like a nico rig worm spinner rod or i'll throw like that big big worm or a football jig on those places you know those are top baits for those brim beds and then the shallow ones i'll make a pop bar and a frog in as well so those those are probably my key baits for doing that as well yeah i was you know i was on lay well, I actually went, you know, fished it a couple of weeks ago and fishing lily pads with a frog and, and, and got a lot of action. And then this weekend, I just took my, we took the kayaks. I took my wife and my daughter and we, we, we went up uh, the Yellow Creek and I'd never been up there before. Uh, uh-huh. And we kind of went past the bridge, you know, several miles uh, up there. And, you know, one of the questions I had for you today is, you know, when you're, it, that's a pretty deep creek and i didn't have any oh, of my yeah. electronics with me i'd taken them off in fact my wife you know she she just had surgery um it's only been a week since she had had surgery she found out she had breast cancer uh about a month ago and uh man okay. just just so fortunate and blessed that we caught it early she was able to have the the cancer removed path report came back this past friday and all the lymph nodes were clear so now she's got a little radiation she'll be she'll be 10 days of radiation coming up here in a few weeks but you know because she just had surgery she wanted to get out and do something and and i've got the hobie with a with the uh, foot pedal and uh, the other two kayaks we have are just so she got to use my kayak she got to use my my hobie kayak and with the foot pedal and of course she fell in love and now she wants one but 
but uh yeah that's right but man i was just looking going up in this creek it's so fishy looking i mean you got yeah. lily pad beds that are tons of grass lily pads you got so many lay downs so one of the questions i had is I mean, I, in my mind, I think, I guess, hey, golly, I should have been in here a month ago up this creek. I probably could have been killing it. But, I mean, will some of those fish stay up in those creeks, you know, especially way up in there? Will they stay up in there the yeah. whole year? Yeah, that's, that's also one thing that you can do, especially. I really like to do it, you know, it's a definitely a strong summer pattern is to get as far back in some of those creeks as you can because those are those are resident fish those are fish that live there their entire lives they don't know the main they don't really know the coosa river exists the actual river they just know yellow creek and they'll stay their entire lives back there that's and a great point a lot of times a lot of times even those fish that have been on the main river and have been on those wedges been on those brush piles when it gets really hot you know, into July and August when we don't get that rain, those fish will actually move back into those creeks because those creeks have a little bit cooler water. And, the you know, it has, you know, a lot of times late summer, you don't get that rain near as much. And the water starts to get stagnant. It gets hot, you know, low oxygen. So the most oxygen is actually in the backs of those creeks where there's a little bit cooler water. That's good info. Yes, sir. I would think that would be a good one, man, because it's a wide enough and a deep enough creek to, uh, I mean, Definitely. we saw when we were up in there Saturday, I mean, I can't tell you how many schools of shad we saw. I mean, Definitely. so I know the shad are in there. Right. And that that's the thing, too, is is you can listen to, like, podcasts like this and find techniques that work certain times of the year, and those are all general information. But if you see bait wherever you're fishing, there's fish around there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a great that's a that's a great point, and and that's kind of what I was thinking, because as we were as we were kind of paddling up and cruising up and just enjoying it, I was like, man, this looks really fishy. But then I look and here's a school of shad, you know, and then look on the other side and there's another school over there, and I'm like, oh, dude, you know they're here. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So hey, take take out that. I need to get my I need to get my frog up there. Yeah, my frog or my jackhammer. That's right. That's right. Mix in a uh, Shimano World Minnow also, and you'll be, you'll be set. A what now? A uh, Shimano World Minnow. It's our new jerkbait. Yeah, I need, to, I need to look at I need to check that out. Yeah, I'll drop one off at your house one day. There you go. Yes, sir. All right, guys, let's take a few moments and hear from some of this week's sponsors. OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources and brought to you by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books a Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. BoatersList.com 
Voters List is your new reliable and fast resource designed to link everyone to everything on the water. If you own or run a boat, you know how difficult it can be to find the right company for the task at hand. Boaters List makes it easy to find the service you're looking for. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts or even paddle boats and all things in between at BoatersList.com. They will always strive to make it better on the water. Well, we need to, we need to get in the boat next week anyway. You need, I need to learn these electronics a little better. So I, 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 yes, can, uh, I need to learn the side scan thing a little better. You, yes, I, may, I may need you to help me set that up. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Good stuff, man. Well, all right. So the fish right now, it sounds like in Lay Lake that, I mean, you still got a lot of options. I mean, you, you can, you can still fish some shallow, uh, in the grass. Obviously we talked about going up in the creeks, which y'all don't go up in the creeks cause I'm going to go up in the creek. So yeah, I don't want yeah, anybody yeah. else going up in the creek. Right. I'll keep that to myself. And, and then of course it's that time of year when fish are starting to school and move out to the ledges is, which is your, which is your favorite? Do you like the ledge and the schooling fish, or do you prefer the shallow? Uh, I like to mix it up. Like I really like to fish offshore, but I, I probably think my favorite is fishing real, real shallow. Like I, I was, I was thinking it's weird because I feel like I'm like growing up on Lake Martin. I'm pretty good with the deep, clear spotted bass. A little bit different than the, the traditional ledge fishing. Um, you know, you're throwing a lot lighter line, deeper, deeper water, and all that kind of stuff. Using a spinning rod a lot more, but I feel like this year in the tournaments i've caught every fish i've weighed in in less than uh three foot of water oh wow i'm kind of leaning back to the to the shallow deal i mean it might it might flip next tomorrow but right right now i'm going on the shallow side so i like i like to fish shallow if i can and and uh and i definitely enjoy fishing deep as well it's fun catching them on the big plug like that and you know those big crankbaits but i like it all to be honest with you It's, it's hard to say yeah, it's hard. Well, the good, th- the the thing, the most important thing is, and that's going back to one of the reasons we do the, do the podcast is you, you need to be able to do it all and you need to know, you need to know how to do it all. And, and that's, so that's why we, that's why we do this thing, man, is to educate people and, and, uh, kind of let them know what, what to do, what time of year and the fish are doing right now. So it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. What about on, on Martin right now? I know you fish Martin some lately as well. Yeah, yeah. Martin is a real fun time of year right now. You know, you do have a lot of that boat traffic that happens during, you know, the weekends and, you know, even during the week a lot of the times. But one of the things I really like to do is I like to start off fishing shallow seawalls, stocks, that kind of stuff with a pop bar um, or a small walking bait, like a spook, anything like that. That is That is killer right now on lake martin you can catch a lot of fish and catch a lot of big fish uh once the sun usually gets up i like to target that brush that's you know between 25 to say 40 foot of water and i like to just target that with either a jig underspin throw a jerk bait over the top of it or even a soft water over the top of some of that uh shallow brush or i say shallow it's, it's cane piles that where they come up close to the surface they're they're in deep water but they're uh they come up to the surface yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so I'll throw a top water over the top of those, a swim bait, you know, you know, just your traditional spotted bass stuff. Yeah, so you're starting out shallow, catching some big fish on the on the sea walls, and then and yes, the sun, sir, sun comes up a little bit, you get out there in that deeper water. 
Yeah, I get out on the deeper water, and then, you know, when the boat traffic gets bad, I you know, I really like to fish at night this time of year. This is when the night bite really starts to heat up, when it starts to get real hot like this. And um, I'm proud to announce I'm actually with Green Monster Fishing Lights this year as one of my sponsors. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate David at Green Monster coming on board this year, and, you know, I'm, I'm big on their products. I've uh, been using them for years, and, um, you know, on this show, we talk about night fishing a lot, so... For the, any of the listeners out there, check out Green Monster Lights. You know, if you have a dog pond and want to um, attract some fish to your lights, uh, their slogan is, sink it and they will come. And, and, you know, that's exactly what happens when you do that. Where are they out of? They're out of Alex City. So, I mean, they're, they're a locally owned, operated company. They're, they're locally owned, but they're uh, they're all over the world. They got them down. At, you can watch some videos on YouTube of them catching, you know, giant tarpon and snook off of those lights. It's pretty cool, but um, they're they're on Lake Martin and that's why there's so many on Lake Martin. And that's why Lake Martin is the best lake to go night, you know, to fish those green lights. Oh, man, that would so be so fun. Them. That would be so fun. I've never done that. And I love night fishing. Yeah, I think we're definitely due for a night trip for sure. Yeah. No doubt about that, man. We need to do that. I, well, that's, I love that. Um, yes, sir. So is this, a, is this a light that, I mean, that, that you has to be plugged up, uh, obviously you got to have electricity to it, right? Uh, of some kind, yeah, you got to have some yeah. power. So is this something mainly around docks that people are sinking or, um, yes, sir. Yeah. They're, uh, they put it around the docks that they, they sink it in front of their, their boathouse, their dock, their pier, you know, it attracts the bait fish and the, and the bass are attracted to the bait fish. So, um, it's really a cool thing. And, um, the cool story about that is, is before we had a, you know, a bass boat as a family, we had a green monster off our dock at Lake Martin and that's how we really got into fishing was just fishing those lights. Um, and it just allows you to do a lot of different things. Um, throw a lot of different cool baits like off your dock that you, you know, normally not be able to, you know, maybe catch a fish here and there, but right. you're able to catch more fish and big fish off your light. Yeah. That's cool. Man. That's cool. That sounds yes, fun. That sounds fun. Well, Hey, look, man, I yes, know you got to get on the way. Uh, before I let you go though, you know, I got to get a tip of the day from you. If somebody's going to come up, fish the Coosa chain, what's your tip of the day? Uh, really look for that bait. Um, I'd either look for bluegill or I'd look for the shad. If you see the shad, I'd sit, I'd stick with them, but I'd also look for those bluegill beds and, uh, around the full moons, they're just going to be spawning more and more. And if you just pick one of the two, just be around that bait and you'll be able to catch some big fish. That's good stuff, man. Well, hey, we appreciate it, buddy. And I know you uh, I know you do trips with, you know, guiding and, and, and not just guiding for fishing trips, but also for teaching people how to, how to use their electronics, which is such an unbelievable key part of, of fishing these days. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Contact me at BassinBrosGuideService.com or uh, my, my personal Instagram is jmad underscore fishing. Um, that's probably the best way to, to contact me or at 205-451-2895. Good stuff, Jake. Hey, man, go up there to New York and uh, show them how these Alabama boys can fish. Go up there and bring it home, brother. Yes, sir. I'll try to. All right. Yes, hey, next week, I know you're going to be back in town. Call yes, me. Yes, sir. I'll Let's go. All right. Sounds, I'll be home for, uh, I think I get back Tuesday and we'll be, we, I should be home the next like three days, so. Awesome. For sure. I'm going to be waiting on that phone call, Jake. Yes, sir. Sounds good, Brian. All right, man. Take care, buddy. See ya. All right, guys. Let's take just a few more minutes and hear some from a couple other of this week's sponsors. 
Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. The days of heading out and blindly looking for good fishing areas are pretty much over. Don't waste time and money on fuel searching for fish. You need the most recent, highest resolution images to not only know where to go, but more importantly, where not to go. The knowledge provided by today's technology is critical when planning an offshore fishing trip. Make the choice that professional captains all over the Gulf make and choose Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. The easy-to-use interface and excellent customer service will have you on the fish every time you go. Check it out at hiltonsoffshore.com. And brought to you by United Bank. United Bank knows what an important role agriculture plays in our local economy. At United Bank, they are here to support local farmers with financial products and services designed specifically for agribusiness, including real loans for farmland, equipment loans, working line of credit, and more. Truth is, they deeply value the contribution agriculture plays to our community, and they help our local farmers build successful businesses. They want to see you succeed. Learn more at unitedbank.com or stop by any United Bank branch. United Bank, all loans subject to credit approval, equal housing opportunity lender, member FDIC. And by L&M Marine. L&M Marine has something for everyone, from small hunting boats, pontoon boats, to bigger bay boats, offshore boats, and hybrids. L&M Marine LLC prides itself on its customer service and knows how important it is to be taken care of and to have someone you can trust. They are locally owned and regularly support the community. L&M Marine provides superior customer service and has an entire team that consists of professional sales members, financial experts, service technicians, and a knowledgeable parts and accessory staff to support you. Go visit their friendly, reliable, and experienced staff now locally owned six miles north of I-10 on 34600 Highway 59 in Stapleton, Alabama, or call 251-937-1380. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Hey, what a great show. Have some amazing guests on here this week. We appreciate all of them. Again, you know, we appreciate all our callers from around the state that call in and give us these reports every week. What an awesome tool it is to have this podcast when you're on the way to fish Gunnersville or Pickwick or the Coosa or you follow West Point, any of those major lakes, awesome lakes that we have here in the state of Alabama. Uh, it's, it's really cool that these guys are willing to call in. These, are, these guys do it for a living, and they call in, and they're so open about sharing what they do out there every day to make the fishing better for you and for me, right? Anyway, stay safe out there, guys. That's going to be a wrap for this week's show. If you're enjoying the podcast, as always, man, take a minute, subscribe, rate, drop us a review, and tell your friends about us. Spread the word. We would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like us to email you at the show, we would do that every week as well. All you have to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1767 and we will email you the show each and every week. Stay safe out there guys. Enjoy the beautiful lakes that we have here in the state of Alabama. It's a great time of the year. Get out there, get your family out there and enjoy it. Talk to y'all next time. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by Bucks Island. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs as well as motor sales and services and now they have a pro level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at bucksislands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And by 
The Hunting Exchange. Hunting Exchange is an app for iOS and Android that gives you a one-stop shop to buy and sell your hunting gear. So head on over to the App Store or Google Play and experience a new hassle-free way to buy and sell hunting gear by downloading the Hunting Exchange app today. And brought to you by AFCO. Family-owned and operated, AFCO fishing apparel and tackle are designed to handle the harshest elements. Visit AFCO.com for on-the-water performance gear. And brought to you by North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama's home to eight picturesque lakes. Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnerville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, fishing is great year-round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on Plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. And brought to you by BoatersList.com. Do you own your own company that needs to reach boaters, anglers, and marine enthusiasts? Sign up for free today to grow your business on BoatersList.com.